Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. And this week, we do a game rewatch of a game we actually won. Yeah, Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> I mean, this is our second one, so I feel like we can still make whatever rules we want to. Okay, good. Oh, I want to come up with some rules. Okay. <laughs> All right, Josh, what are the rules? Um, Tech has to maintain a 500 record every two weeks. Okay, all right. So next time we got it. Well, we could do a win next time, but we'd have to follow it with a loss. Have yeah. to follow it with a loss. Yeah, I actually, I have two that I've thought of for the future, and I think that would average out to be a 500 after the next two. <laughs> so we'll see if we end up doing those or not. But this week, at least, we're going to talk about the 2014 matchup in basketball versus the Iona Gales. Gales? 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 Iona fighting Rick Patinos. <laughs> That's what they are now. I Call guess. your NCAA compliant office now. <laughs> They're too busy uh, punishing Mizzou. Is it, Probably. is it Gale? Does that mean like wind? Or does it mean like, I just Googled it and it says ethno-linguistic group native to Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man in Northwestern Europe. Is that no what they Iowa mean? Yep. I mean, I looked this up because when we turned on the game, this was the year before uh, Courtney, my fiance, ended up going. So she's like, wait, I don't know anything about this game. So I was I was telling her, I was like, wait, who's Iona? I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. So I looked into <laughs> them a little bit. <laughs> they mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, but they're from New Rochelle, New York. So that's why we had never heard of them. They're a private Catholic college uh, funded by the Congregation of Christian Brothers. And so to me, that kind of says that that's a, a pretty big reference to that predominantly catholic group of scotland ireland etc hmm. okay i mean you're the history major here so <laughs> hey man <laughs> uh not not a european history studier here but anyway um it's not about hamilton or burr so don't get him involved <laughs> i thought european history was all the history that is true well no history started on uh july 4th 1776 you're goddamn right it did <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I guess they're they're referencing the ethno-linguistic group native to Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man, which isn't really a great mascot. <laughs> what is their mascot? A map? A dictionary? <laughs> Come on. Just like a highlighted map with like Ireland on it. <laughs> I do want to have them change the name from Gales or whatever to the Indo-linguistic group comment just like that. Maybe <laughs> that be the nickname. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Okay. So enough about this team's nickname and more about the game. Yeah, this I guess. is off to a great start. Yeah. Tech was off to a great start in the game. Hey. Too soon. I don't know. Well, Background. Yeah. Too <laughs> soon because we got to set the stage <laughs> for the game. But that was a great transition to later. Yeah, but the better the better transition there was him just saying the word background. That was <laughs> come to me later. <laughs> All right, Evan, you want to set the stage a little bit? Yeah. So obviously, this was this game took place in March of 2014. So it's the end of the. 2013-14 season, um, which was the third year of the Mike White era. Um, if you're a newer fan and you don't know who Mike White is, he is now the head coach of the Florida Gators. And he's the guy who uh, Eric Conkle gets compared to after every single game. Yeah, so you've definitely heard his name before. Go Gate. Yeah, so Tech, uh, going into that season, was coming off of a first-place finish in the WAC regular season, which would become a theme for the mid-2010s. Oh, God, we were still in the WAC. Yeah. Yeah. So this was actually our first year in the CUSA. But yeah, after that first place finish in the WAC, we lost embarrassingly in the first round of the WAC tournament in Vegas to the 10 and 22 Roadrunners from UTSA. I was there and I was very mad. Anyway. I wasn't there and I was very mad. Yeah, I was in Tolliver. They had pulled down the big screen and did a watch party in Tolliver. And then I don't think they did another watch party in Tolliver <laughs> for the rest of my time at Tech. That's how bad they lost this game. They were expected to win. Yeah, I mean, the, I think they only lost by six, but it was, I mean... It was embarrassing, though. Tech was probably favored by, like, 15 or 20 points. Like, it was... UTSA was real bad. I think everyone in the conference made the tournament and... 10 and 22. Yeah, that... The only thing I remember about that game, not to get too too deep into it, they had a guy on their team who was hitting three pointers from like Steph Curry like di distances, um, and at one point we had you know Tech's very good at defense, especially under uh, Mike White. We had forced them to drain the entire shot clock, and they could not get a shot. So this guy just heaves it up from like probably three feet in front of the uh, half court line, and it went in. And I was like, all right, we're gonna lose. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. The dream is dead. So anyway, <laughs> theme at uh, tech tournament appearances. 
after that, though, I would say that, you know, the expectations going into the next year were very high because we we had a lot of returning talent. That core group that I'm sure we all remember of Speedy, Michael Kaiser and Raheem Appleby was, you know, only going to be in their junior season coming into 2013. So it really felt like this was going to be our year. Right. And how, how did that end up, Nathan? Yeah, it it ended up, I guess. <laughs> Tech finished the regular season well. They finished at the number one seed, the top team in the conference. For their year first year in a new conference, you really can't ask for better than that. Yeah, much better basketball conference too, yeah. CUSA. So. Oh, yeah. And then the team took it. I'm, I'm not actually sure. I'm sure the basketball team flew, but the band with uh, Josh and I uh, took a 13-hour bus ride without stops oh, Christ. to El Paso, <laughs> Texas. You guys didn't stop? No, I, it's no. 13 hours without stops. Oh, okay. Longer <laughs> with and I woke up and like, where am I? And this is like <laughs> Dallas skyline. I'm like, I, I don't know. It was it was rough. Yeah, real quick, change it because I'm sure we haven't made enough of those already. Uh, the bus ride back, we definitely did take a stop because we stopped at a place that had a barbecue oh, restaurant and a Whataburger. And those were the two options to get food at. And a bunch of people went to Whataburger because, of course, you go to Whataburger. But a few of us instead went to the barbecue restaurant where a few people got sick <laughs> because the Shout food out. was not great. Shout oh, out no. my boy Parker Spears. It was bad. It was it was in the middle of this 13-hour road trip back home after losing earlier that day. Yeah, it wasn't the best trip. And by the way, yeah, we lost the what was that Sunday morning matchup instead of going oh, to church. Yeah. We just got schooled by the Tulsa. Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Yeah, so so tech actually like ran through the tournament pretty easily starting out um they they beat charlotte and then usm and usm was also tied for first place um there were four teams that posted a 13 and 3 league record and tech just happened to win the tiebreaker god why do we always have these weird tiebreakers yeah so (laughs) we won that one yeah (laughs) so um unfortunately though those first two games were late night matchups so like games that started at like 9 p.m and then like you said the championship game was at 9 30 a.m on either a saturday or a sunday whatever it was but on the on the iona game broadcast they made a point of mentioning that they played three games in 39 hours and like that's that's tough that's to do yeah that's that's, that's ridiculous and now, obviously, everybody had to do that in the tournament, but I mean, you can't really fault a team for losing their third game in 39 hours. Call was at nine nine a.m. for us. We had to be in that building at nine a.m. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it sucked. And that was due to the television contract, where that's where CBS Sports Network put the championship game. So <laughs> the only reason it was that early in the morning was because of TV, and apparently there weren't any other time slots later in the day. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was still a little mad about that. Yeah. It. You know, this year, great city, at least... Had a good Chipotle. Good Chipotle. Sorry, Evan, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> We're reminiscing. Yeah, no, Chipotle is great, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, this this season, to me, feels like, you know, we're always talking about can CUSA become a two-bid league? Like, when will that happen? And, and the league, even the past few years, has done creative mm-hmm. things that to try to become a two-bid league. This year honestly felt like it should have been to me. You know, Guess you we'll had never know. You had Tulsa win the the automatic qualifier uh, by beating Tech in the championship game, but Tech made it to the championship game. They at that point they were 27 and 7 um with losses to some good teams, not really any like super head scratcher losses if i'm remembering correctly but yeah the biggest one would have been east carolina which was a conference foe at the time that was an away game they lost by seven yeah weird first year that was in cusa yeah because it's like a transition year for cusa like tulsa is still there i was like why Um, are we playing an out-of-conference team that late oh wait east carolina is still (laughs) in cusa so mtsu southern miss tech and tulsa all had 13 and 3 regular season league records and really solid records overall i think usm was like 29 and 6 or 7 or something like that overall as well so i mean it it just feels like that's a year where you could see maybe tech getting an at-large bid but unfortunately it it didn't happen so it is what it is i guess and now and we wouldn't have this game to talk about i guess if i mean yeah tech beat oklahoma on the road Swept the Gulf Coast Showcase by beating, you know, famed uh, Dunk City, right? No, not Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, UNCG. Who is that? Yeah. I don't know. Greensboro. This is my tangent I I talked about. It's it's teams that, that showcase had teams that regularly make the tournament, right? And Tech swept them. And really the only close game was the championship of that uh, against St. Bonaventure, I guess is how you say that. Yeah. 
but but they won all three of those games and really did it in convincing fashion too. So um, yeah, and that that road win over Oklahoma was a great game, overtime game. I, I heard in the broadcast they said that Mike White, you know, questions whether or not he did enough on the in terms of the um, out of conference scheduling to get a bid, and he felt like he let let the team down. And I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, there's not much more you could do than go what twenty. 27 and six or 25 and six in the regular season. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal, right? Yeah. I mean, can't ask for much more. And you have some, some of these teams in the out of conference schedule that will get you, well, you should have played better teams. Like we played central Arkansas, which on Ken Palm ranked 329th at the end of the year. Greensboro, we just mentioned was 315th Illinois Chicago. Mm -hmm. We also played in that tournament was 275th and Jackson state 294th. Like we played some teams that were not the greatest. And I think that's what Mike white may have been talking about, but at the same time, you can't schedule every game against Oklahoma and Oklahoma state. Right. There's no way to get those teams to travel to you for one. And you can't help who the other teams invited to a random like preseason tournament are. Right. So I don't know. We're not going to say which team broke the streak, but going into this year, we had dated back until the 2011-2012 season without a home loss, and then only had one home loss this year. I was at the game that the streak got broken, and man, was that depressing. Yeah, I want to say who it is, but Evan told nope. me explicitly not to say which team this was. <laughs> well, your your tweet from earlier today, Nathan, um, which was great, <laughs> also references that team. So if you don't know who we're talking about and you don't yeah. feel like looking it up, just, you know, go look at our tweet and remember that. Just go check into the bottom of your shoe and then you'll find out who it is. <laughs> Uh, so Nathan, you mentioned um, Ken Palm stuff a, a minute ago. What was the makeup of this team, and what were some of those like underlying stats that maybe we don't think about when we look back on this kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. You mentioned the trio of uh, Speedy Smith, whose first name is actually Kenneth, but it feels wrong to say that. Yeah, Kenneth, like Kenneth Smith. What? I hear he's absolutely thriving, though. <laughs> he was. No the one's first... going to get that reference except for like us and like parker <laughs> i hope parker <laughs> listens to the show <laughs> cannot well, confirm kenneth smith aka speedy was the first team all-conference player for the bulldogs he won the conference usa defensive player of the year and God, was joined was so by Man, the likes of michael kaiser Raheem appleby alex hamilton who happened to be third team all-conference usa that year and four oh, other sweet. seniors to round out the cast and chris anderson kenyon mcneil Cordarius Johnson. Uh, and CJ. Jeremy. I had forgotten yeah, about CJ and JJ. I love Me? watching Dude, CJ play. He was so good. That's one of one of my biggest takes from this game, which we'll get to later, is about CJ. Like, holy crap. I, I forgot about that guy. And I shouldn't have. He was really good. My uh my old roommate, uh, who you guys know, Alex Bullis, uh used to call CJ the poor man LeBron's Jane LeBron James. <laughs> He's like, he fair. just does it all. He just does it all. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I misspoke. I meant Chris Anderson, but Cordarius Johnson was great, too. I mean, Speedy was a first-team all-conference player, right? I mean, uh, one of the, one of these years, it could have been the next year when he was Conference USA Player of the yeah. Year, uh, but he was, like, leading the nation in assists, you know, per game and stuff like that. Yeah, hit. His assist rate this this year that we're talking about, which is another Ken Palm stat, but he ranked fifth in the country. Wow. Yeah. I mean, incredible. Spe- Speedy was, I think, because the Mike White era was the entirety of those that class, right? Speedy Smith, Kaiser, yeah. and Appleby, right? Yeah. They were freshmen when he was a first-year coach. They were seniors the year that he ended up leaving. Speedy, I think, was was the heart and soul of Tech basketball for that time period. I mean, Mike White's a great coach. Uh, he was an amazing coach for tech, but I think like speedy is like, that's what I think of when I think of that speedy era was tech basketball. Yes. One other thing about speedy too, is while he ranked fifth in assist rate, he also ranked 11th in the country at steel percentage, which led tech to a 12.6% steel percentage, which means that on 12.6% of the possessions, they got a steal. Which was That's the sixth best country. Speedy was so good on D. Man. And this team on defense in general was great. They ranked 29th on defense. Well, that didn't necessarily show up in this game so much, yeah. but. That's more play style than ability. Both these teams wanted to be as quick as possible. Right. Well, yeah. They did what they could. Yeah, it was definitely a track meet the whole way. So why don't we why don't we get into the game here? And I'll start it off by saying that the starting five were Michael Kaiser, Speedy, 
Chris Anderson, Jerron Johnson, and Alex Hamilton. And so how, how did the game get going, Nathan? To really see how the game went, it starts with a speedy three, and then on the next possession, a speedy steal and a oh. speedy layup. Oh my Just, God. Uh, so good. Yeah, I have here in my notes, that's probably the best way for me to get back into this era of tech basketball. It's just like speedy, speedy, you know? He's pumping the crowd up, he's getting into it, you know? Oh, man. He, speedy was only, you know, not trying to spoil anything, but he only, you know, two for four at the game for three. And that's kind of how his, you know, season stats go, you know, three point wise. He doesn't shoot a lot and he only makes a few of them, but they seem to be big moments. I mean, he was above average at three pointers. I didn't really think about it. I'm just checking the stats now. He shot 36.5% from three on the season, which is pretty good. Yeah. He only shot a yeah. hundred of them, but I mean, beyond three on that's, that's really, <laughs> else really tempted any more than that. But yeah, so after after that, we tech keeps rolling there for a bit, right? Yeah, there's a I mean, there's an early um Hamilton to Michael Kaiser alley oop and just I, like I uh, jumped out of my chair when that happened. And I've seen God, this game dude, multiple I, times. <laughs> I miss like I know that, you know, we still dunk and stuff, but like this like emphasis on alley oops and just like making awesome things happen. Just seeing oh, Kaiser man, come it. down with like an alley-oop is like, that might be my next favorite, like my next iconic thing of like Mike White basketball. It's just like somebody yeah. coming down with an alley-oop and just like yamming it on some poor defender's head. I mean, <laughs> Tech did this all year, but Iona was a lot smaller than Tech was on the court. Yeah. So that gives you the opportunity to make those alley-oops. And they did quite a few of them in this game. There must and have been at least six or seven alley-oops. I, if, I, I was trying to keep them track up here of in my notes, but yeah. I was trying to because I'm a pretty sure I all caps alley oop. Oh my god, every time. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I think really the way to paint the beginning of this game is it was a flurry of of scoring. I mean, it was 17 to 10 at the first media timeout, um, which is you know four minutes of basketball. There's been 27 points scored. God, that's that's pretty crazy. And then that commercial break, the video that we're watching of this skips the commercial breaks. And so you go from, okay, timeout to, okay, we're going again. And a game like this, that's exhausting. There's a lot of pause this and catch my breath because so much is happening so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. and, And because both teams had that move quick, full court press almost style of play where they just wanted to get down the court make a shot and then defend there was there was no take a breather there and it showed after a while players started looking tired it was a marathon and a sprint at the same time really early on yeah and, and tech held the lead for most of that first half somehow ma- maintaining you know a small lead i don't know about you guys but i felt like tech was dominating but the lead was never more than i think seven was the most tech had and most of the time it was like three points you know it was it was a tight game the entire game it was stressful yeah yeah the largest lead of the night for tech was nine wow at any point in this game and that was six minutes left in the first half nine points yeah you were right they they felt in charge of this game from the beginning but iona just wouldn't go away which happens a lot in basketball games where just because you're playing better doesn't mean you're winning by a lot and honestly for most of the first half it was just two guys it was i think his first name's isaiah but i just have his last name here in my notes uh williams and then AJ English were Isaiah really Williams. just those guys were were just scoring in transition all the time. They didn't have like like uh, Nathan referenced earlier. They didn't have a lot of size. So Tech was attacking the middle, attacking the paint with Kaiser and and Chris Anderson. Um, Iona was really scoring a lot in transition. I felt like yeah. One thing the broadcasters brought up a few times through the first half, and this continued into the second half, was that Sean Armand, Iona's three point shooter. Like he was the 44th best three-point shooter in the country that year, was scoreless through the first yeah. half, a little bit into the second half as well. It took yeah, a while to get going. They made a point to say that he was like their seventh leading scorer all time or something like that. And yeah. and he didn't have he didn't have any points until the second half and um only ended up he ended up with uh with eight points. So that's not great for somebody who's supposed to be your leading scorer. Yeah, and two for seven on three pointers too. That's it's not great. Oof. So yeah, Tech started off hot, but then started to cool down a little bit towards the end of the first half. At one point, they were one for seven from three-point land. Ooh, man. Not a great stretch of three-point shooting for the Bulldogs. That was that was a big thing, you know, of like basketball at that time, is we, we did shoot a lot of threes back then. You know, a lot of perimeter play. and There's threes and alley-oops. You know, we didn't yeah. really do post. We didn't have a post game. 
Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't play in the low post or anything. Well, especially when you have Michael Kaiser on the court, you just put the ball up and see what happens. You make the yeah. shot great. If not, Kaiser's probably going to come down with it. Yeah, I mean, they they did they did attack the middle a little bit more throughout the game, but really one of the key points for for Tech was offensive rebounds, which they actually had like. So the, the broadcast we watched like cut a bunch of the commercial breaks and a bunch of the like bumpers going out to commercial, but they left one in, which was like Mike White talking to the team and basically just saying like, attack the rim, like attack, go get the rebound. Like these guys aren't going to take the rebounds from you. Like, don't even think about it. Just go get it, you know, um, which turned out to be true. Tech tech out rebounded on the offensive glass 17 to eight in this game. And that you know, what ends up as a one-point game, spoiler alert, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And it helped with the way the game was being called by the refs. And we're all former band uh, members, so we're used to criticizing the refs at every turn, and the, the band did in this game as well. The Hoop but, Troop? No. Raise your hand if you've been reprimanded by a ref person. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Man, it was my goal to get kicked out of a game, and I never did. You know, I uh, didn't either. I feel like I've kind of let the Hoop Troop down by not getting kicked out of a game. Yeah. <laughs> and there weren't, this game was not absent of all bad calls, especially in the second half. There were a couple that were like, mm. kind of head scratchers but one that almost gave the game away but yeah. we'll talk about that we will but on the whole the game was refereed in a style that was just let the players play incidental contact was not called there was a freedom to go up for these rebounds and not fear of okay now there's a foul okay and and slowing the game down and neither of these teams wanted that to happen because they were both in a go 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 mindset anyway in that same note i said i'm loving the refing just lots of letting them play and then while i was typing that there was a pretty big travel that they missed so (laughs) maybe i should have read that part as well before i brought up that note traveling yeah basketball in this era on can you show me (laughs) not the nba though so on that uh, on that note of fouls too, I I really appreciated you know watching this game back just how disciplined Tech's full court press was. Oh, it's so good because I mean, oh God, I mean Speedy is like it's like art watching him defend at the full court press. But Tech would would they would get in the other team's face and strip the ball away and punch the ball out and and just frustrate you without fouling you. And then Iona was trying to to run full court press a lot of the time too. And they got called for maybe three or four backcourt fouls throughout the course of the game. And so it's just really it's really impressive to watch Tech do it and, and somehow not end up punching the guy's leg when you're going for the ball, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just a, a thing of beauty to watch it. And I have one specific thing here in my notes about speedy getting a huge steal where he he kind of reads the pass tips it and it's going out of bounds he could have easily just let it go out of bounds i don't know if you guys remember this but he instead jumps out of bounds and flips it behind his back to uh to chris anderson who then finds hamilton who's streaking down the uh the paint and hamilton just lays it in and it was just like man if there's like a play that exemplifies this era other than the one from next year where uh Speedy stripped it and then uh, Xavier Stapleton had that dunk. But I just remember that one because I made a silly video about it. Very underappreciated video. I know. I think it's hilarious. But yeah, and and those steals and those moments got the crowd loud. And I think that's something we haven't done justice to yet is talk about the crowd in this game. Man. You could barely hear the announcers on on TV, like over the crowd at, at points. It was so loud in there. And one of the oh. things about this stream or video, this YouTube video, is that it looks like it's taken with a VCR recording and then somehow digitized. And it's not great. The VCR lines across the screen would get fuzzy when it got loud. Like it was another signifier of, oh, this place is going <laughs> crazy because you just see the streaks of lines across the screen that means that it's loud again man it was fun to see the student section on the floor i think if if there's one tech thing that i was not at that i wish i was at i think it's this because where were you at the time i was in grad school at mtsu um in a in a historical research methods class flipping through twitter on my phone refreshing it every four (laughs) seconds yeah didn't didn't quite pay attention that that night somehow i managed to keep it together though when i read that we had one on a on a basically on a buzzer beater so i didn't like flip a chair and walk out of the room i, I don't know how i did that but i, I would have yeah no one would have blamed you if you were watching it you probably would have yeah yeah we were trying to do that to the chairs that are bolted down in the tech 
<laughs> and then one more thing about the broadcast itself, I guess, was that at one point they show the bracket of the NIT, and it's worth noting that LSU was also in the NIT and ranked lower than Tech was. Wow. So that was a that was fun to see. Yeah. I wonder what they did to change that. We got a coach who was willing to cheat, I think, right? I mean, I didn't want to say it. All these $100 bills in my pocket. But yeah, then I guess back to the game. We had mentioned that Iona kind of stuck around for a bit. They were really kind of capitalizing on all of Tech's mistakes when they did make them. It felt like this was really the point near the end of the first half where these teams were getting really tired and Tech was making some uncharacteristic turnovers and Iona just scored when they needed a score to keep this game close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were a few turnovers by by Speedy that weren't weren't my favorite. Do you have a favorite turnover by Speedy? <laughs> um, one Top that five turnovers by Speedy in a <laughs> point by the other team. So you know, there's probably some. Let me let me break out my reference. Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> so, so yeah, the game the game was first tied with about two minutes left, and then Iona took their first lead uh, right after that, about a minute and forty seven seconds in the half. So I thought it was really so. Then the game gets tied up at forty eight and. Tech gets a steal and Speedy has a chance at the buzzer and it rimmed out. And I just thought that was a very like poetic way for the half to end because not only you got Speedy, you know, with the ball in his hands, but then the ball on the same rim, which this is a spoiler for later in the game, but on the same rim, it rimmed out of the basket. So yeah, just, just a very interesting turn of events, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. And so we go into halftime there with a score 48 to 48 in college basketball the halftime score is almost 50 right each team there were probably some ncaa tournament games that year that ended up like 50 to 44 or something like I mean, that was Virginia at the end of the game because right. probably yeah right one thing to note here is that iona was led by aj english who i mentioned earlier he had 19 points in the first half really yeah yeah oh man according to my notes anyway so if i'm wrong it's me from yesterday's fault (laughs) that's uh not great for aj english in the second half then right yeah he uh yeah so tech did a good job he ended up with 21 points in the game total so tech did a good job of figuring him out in the second half um but as the the broadcast mentioned and as we've mentioned their leading scorer sean armand had not scored a single point at this point in the game yeah, and he was really one of the major reasons why Iona was struggling from three in this game, which they had mentioned what their three-point shooting percentage was, and I didn't have time to write it down. But 2013-14 season for Iona, they were the ninth best three-point shooting team in the country. They lived and wow. died by the three. So the fact that they were able to tie the game going into halftime, being <laughs> really struggling from three-point land, says a lot about how this team was doing. Yeah. And they would later heat up for three as the second half got going. But one of the things I noticed pretty early in the second half was Michael Kaiser was was taking a breather at one point, and Tech looked kind of completely different without him on the floor. They hmm. were not getting second-chance buckets. They were not – the alley-oop connection wasn't really there. It seemed super noticeable to me when Kaiser was not with the rest of the group. He Interesting. He ended up playing the most minutes out of anybody for Tech with 35 minutes. So safe to say that Mike White – enjoyed having him out there (laughs) and i mean we i mentioned earlier i don't know was not as tall as kaiser right so you you put your big guy out there when he sizes up well but evan you said interesting do you like disagree with what i was saying or oh no i just i just hadn't noticed that um myself but i will say that we've passed we've passed by about four alley-oops here in my notes (laughs) without (laughs) mentioning them so um yeah i've got i've got a couple would you like to tell us about these alley-oops evan well there there was a uh at one point i said goddamn alley-oops are so great and then right beneath that, I said two in a row. So apparently there were two alley-oops in a row. Then Kaiser had a block and an alley-oop at the other end. And then the first points of the second half for Tech was an alley-oop from Speedy to Kaiser. So mm. that's for like, you know, five minutes of basketball. No big deal for alley-oops. With Appleby and Speedy also in that same trio, I think he gets overlooked a little bit. At least I overlook him when I look back on that area. Not in my heart. But I don't think he deserves to be overlooked. And I think this is this game is showing me why he shouldn't be, because he completely changes the team when he's out there. I'm right. Speedy does the same thing. Hamilton probably does the same thing too. But it it just feels like we were a bit more spoiled by Kaiser than we thought we were at the time. Yeah, I mean, I he still holds the block record for tech and probably will for a long time, right? I mean, the dude was a long arm of the law. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's so like he was so tall. And but like skinny, it's just so lanky, yeah. Just very, 
he had really long arms, even for a dude that's what six ten. I mean, <laughs> I think he was listed at six nine. Okay. So it doesn't even sound like he's as tall as he's making himself be on the court, which is interesting. Right. We've had six nine players since him, but none of them were as dominant. No, God, it was just like if you were playing tech, like you had to watch it. Like Kaiser was going to block your shit. It was going to happen. You just had to deal with it. Like he was going to block your shit. Yeah. So what do you do when you can't get? in the paint and score points out of the bucket is you just shoot from three until you eventually heat up. And that's what Iona did in the second half. Yeah. They finally found themselves and that's really what drove them to take the lead at one point as well. I say at one point they had the lead at several points. Yeah. There were a lot of lead changes in this game for sure. Yeah. I have here at the beginning of the second half that it wasn't quite as exciting as the first half. The scoring slowed down a little bit in the first like 10 minutes or so of the first half. There were several stretches where there, w- there wasn't a bucket for a minute or two. Right. And in the first half, you didn't really have those lulls. Yeah. After that, Kaiser alley from Speedy. I keep I'm looking at the box score and it says Kenneth Smith and it's tripping me up every time because his <laughs> name is not Kenneth. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I hate it. Because even if, if you look at the stats, it says S Smith. Yeah, but if you go to the play-by-play, it says Kenneth Smith. Smith. I don't like this. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, Tex gets a steal. Hamilton misses a three-pointer. Tech gets an offensive rebound. Speedy misses a three-pointer. There's a de- rebound, steal. Finally, a shot is made. There's a bunch of missed shots at this point. I think is really what's slowing the game down more. Right. Is these teams are trying to move quickly, but they're just not executing on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and and so at 17:52, you've got a made dunk by Iona, and then. Alex Hamilton turnover, foul on Chris Anderson, missed free throw, missed free throw. And then Tech gets the rebound, but turns it over. Then the guy who who stole it turns it over to Speedy. I almost said Kenneth. What the hell, man? <laughs> it's um, hard. I'm telling you. Yeah. And then Tech misses a layup, and then they miss a layup. And all of a sudden, it's been a minute and a half without a bucket score. So. And that, that's, an, it, like, that's an eternity in yeah. college basketball. That's in a game like forever. this, especially, yeah. You said the word free throw, so that's enough of a reason for me to, to bring this little tidbit in here. Conkles teams, they get criticized all the time for their free throw percentage. But this team on the season, they averaged 67.4% from the free throw line, mm, which man. was 261st in the country. It's not good. This game in particular, I think they're a little bit better, but not by much. They hit 11 for 16, and that's 68% or 69%. Hey. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> you see, uh, Josh, 69 is the sex number. Oh, so that's what that old dude was yelling about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that guy. But yeah, so the game kind of continued on that path for a bit. Neither team executing all that well, but Iona's slightly better. And eventually, with 10 minutes to go, Iona had a five-point lead. Yeah, not, I kinda, not great. I kind of looked up and I was like, wait, like, how did this happen? You know, but Iona was just there the whole time. They were, they were right there. And even at points when I felt like Tech was pulling away, they just weren't. Right. I mean, Tech would have some huge momentum plays like two alley-oops in a row. And then Iona would just be like, OK, we're just going to lay it up, you know, like whatever. No big deal. Yeah. And the crowd was hyping the team up. There's moments where it, the crowd had a tangible effect on this team. But I think it was just exhaustion. You can only get so hype when you've been running back and forth across the court that often. Yeah. And neither of these teams used a lot of subs. Really, you had, what was it, seven guys really playing on both of these teams the entire game. Yeah. So yeah, what one thing that we haven't uh, we haven't mentioned also is that Kenny McNeil was going for the all time record for career three pointers, and he actually tied it in this game. So that's like a storyline that you know it kind of gets lost. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't remember it going in, um, but yeah, he he tied the record, and that really got the crowd going because it was when Iona had a five point lead. Um, so. I think I noticed around that 10 minute mark that the crowd kind of stood up and got going. And I don't think they sat down again. Of course, you guys weren't sitting down, but no, I mean, rewatching it, we didn't sit down. You know, I think during several points in this game, I was standing on that railing in front of the hoop troop on the tag. I would just have uh, our good friend Chris Bouquet just grab my belt and make sure I didn't flip over the button <laughs> and die. Oh, man. Man, I had a fight to get in this game, too, because this game, you, there was a limit on the band size. You can only have a 30 member band. So it wasn't a whoever in the band wants to go can go kind of thing. Oh, wow. Really? Like, yeah, because then IT had a restriction on it for some reason. Yeah, wow. they they were they were more picky than Kusa refs. Yeah, so I I mean I didn't have to fight very hard, but I had to be like, look, I'm going to this game. <laughs> right. No one else wants to go as badly as I do. I'm going. I'm playing. But yeah, yeah, it 
it was hype it was loud it was exciting and then uh to kind of date when this game happened a little bit one of the commercial breaks uh, coming back from commercial you heard wobble playing in the tack which really <laughs> and the tack is notably behind several years on what's currently popular right. so think about that too am i at a white person's wedding or uh anyway um so iona crawled back to a five-point lead under six minutes but Tech then went on a 7-0 to zero run, taking the lead back on a huge dunk by Alex Hamilton right around the four-minute oh, mark. So You love to see it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was 83-81 to 81 there at that – right at the four-minute mark. And then Iona, I think, hit a three-pointer to take it into the uh, final media timeout. So it was 84 to 83 with just under three minutes left. And if you, if you looked, they showed the stats coming out of that commercial. Both teams had 32 field goals made and both teams had eight three pointers made. So, I mean, it's just about as even as you could possibly be uh, going into the final section of the game there. Yeah. And the final section. Oh, it was excruciating. Oh. It was exciting too, but Oh man, it can be both. God, I can't even. So my my perspective on the end of the game is I was just getting mad that Twitter was taking so long to refresh because <laughs> I'm like waiting for um, Jay Ford, who ran Blue Tech Blue back then. I was just waiting for him to to tweet what happened. And I just saw a buzzer beater. And, and, well, shit, we're not there yet. But <laughs> um, <laughs> record scratch. Yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's let's go back to the two two minutes left or whatever. Man, too yep. bad uh, live streaming wasn't a thing back then, Evan. I could have tuned you in. Yeah. Why is this camera so shaky the whole time? Why is there a man <laughs> yelling behind it the entire time? I can't hear anything. <laughs> so yeah, that three-pointer by Ona that Evan mentioned happened at three minutes and 12 seconds. There was not another shot made until a minute 45. That's when Speedy made a layup. Yeah, to retake the lead, 85 to 84. Oof. Yeah, big, big reverse layup by him. Just classic Speedy stuff. Oh, man. It, it looks so good, dude. Just like, it was just... Uh, yeah, he's so good, man. <laughs> Can can we de-age Speedy about five, six years and just re-enroll him at Tech? Oh, man. <laughs> Have his name actually legally changed to Speedy so it no longer counts for eligibility to be Kenneth. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, three on, Kenyon McNeil misses a three-pointer. Kaiser tries to come down with a rebound, but instead fouls uh, Iona's Isaiah Williams, who makes both of his foul shots. What do you know? The other team making their foul shots. Feels like we're talking about 2020 basketball again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a note there, too, that before that foul shot happened, Speedy was revving up the crowd, pumping his arms and everything, and they were listening to him. Like, oh, the crowd yeah. responded. Like, if Speedy wants you to yell, you motherfucking yell, okay? Sorry, Nathan, for making you bleep that later, but... I don't remember seeing that happen to that extent in a sporting event where the players, like, look, we're about, we're playing right now, but also you get loud. Yeah. It's on the video board and stuff like that, but not the player on the court. Oh, man, Speedy loved to do it. Yeah. And it was around that moment that uh, the commentators said something along the lines of, this one can't end in regulation, can it? Which, uh, yeah. Uh, (sighs) Man, my heart would have not been able to take that. If it went to OT? Definitely not my vocal cords. If it went to OT, these teams probably would have eclipsed 100. Because after those free throws that Isaiah Williams makes for Iona, the score is 86-85 Iona. Yeah. In tech, wastes no time heading down the court. 47 seconds left. Chris Anderson makes a layup to retake the lead 87-86 and forces Iona to call timeout after crossing half court. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that... Gosh, it, I just wish I was there, man. It was so <laughs> loud on my TV. And, you know, I've watched the end of this game probably uh, 25 oh, times. So um, but I, I had never watched the whole thing. But really, the, the crowd noise and the atmosphere the whole time seemed just amazing. Better than any atmosphere I experienced in the tech while I was there. And, and we had some good we had some good showings at certain games. But this just had a different feel to it. And I really wish I'd been there. But... <laughs> Yeah, what what happened next, though, I think if not for Tech ending up with the win, I think this would be maybe one of my least favorite calls in Tech sports like refing history (laughs) because it's mm. we'd have to find out if too many people were on the court at the time. (laughs) Do the math. Start counting. Yeah. So with 13 seconds left, Sean Armand for Iona attempts a layup and it doesn't go in david laurie for iona gets the rebound but chris anderson is called on the foul so attempting to reach in on the rebound so lowry has the ball he has it firmly in his hands there's about probably four tech players around him grabbing the ball and he's just like shuffling his feet everywhere 
um, trying to trying to get the, and he's doing the whole like you know swinging his elbows trying to keep the ball and they blow the whistle and it's like is this going to be for a travel because he's traveling and text players all thought it was a jump ball because they had the ball they were they had tied up with Lowry and so they thought it was a jump ball I'm not sure who would have gotten the ball on a jump ball so maybe it's beneficial that that wasn't the call because then Iona might may have been able to hold the ball for the last shot but yeah I mean they, they ended up calling a foul on Chris Anderson and I just don't see it man like I after the way you've called this game too it it felt like a bad call with 12 seconds left in the game you know watching it back I don't I didn't hate it at the moment, but I wasn't watching the feet. And so I probably should have been doing that because to me, the contact was enough to call a foul in that situation. But the contact wasn't there for a bit. It took a while of right. of that, like fighting for the ball, but not really fighting before there's enough contact to be like, OK, this is a foul. And so playing it back in my head, at least I can definitely see. Yeah, he probably took a few steps there. Yeah, that yep. I'm going to travel instead of a, a reach and foul. But because it was a reach-in, Iona gets to shoot two foul shots. And guess what? They make both. They go up 88-87. So Tech has the ball. 12 seconds left. Tech has two timeouts. So the general basketball playbook for this situation would tell you, cross half court, call timeout, draw up a play. You have two even. So like if something goes horribly wrong after you inbound the ball, you can call another timeout and figure it out from there. That's not what happened. Instead, the ball is driven across the court. Pass to Alex Hamilton, and then this happens. Hamilton has it, pulls up, 15-footer, in and out, no good, follow, speedy, good, with two seconds left, a four, here's English, long shot, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it makes me so so happy. Oh my so god! Happy. But the oh, oh, like that to me, just hearing that. Yeah, I mean, like it, it puts like tears in my eyes just hearing that. Like God, the freaking crowd! Oh man! So Speedy, Speedy kicked it to Hamilton in the corner, who missed. He he had an open look at a three, but he decided to dribble in, um, and he missed. I don't know, probably about a fifteen footer. Speedy gets the rebound put back, and so that's when you hear the the ah. Uh, <gasps> you know um, man oh god it, somebody else take what happened next because i can't even handle it <laughs> man man speedy played that perfectly coming off like the pass to hamilton nobody on iona like even boxed out speedy at all like, he had an open lane to get that offensive rebound in the putback and time was running out too that shot yeah took place but i think it was less than a second left when that was put in two two seconds it says on the bo- on the play-by-play but that's questionable yeah so, I mean, still barely any time left. I think Iona's worried about Kaiser getting the ball. I think he's on the court at this time. So, like, Speedy coming from nowhere <laughs> to get the rebound and put it up. Just perfect place by Speedy. <sighs> but this game's not over. The best thing about Speedy is what, like, oh, my God. Immediate. Just like, the man makes probably the biggest shot of, of his tech career, right? I mean, like, to win a game that you're going to lose if you don't make that shot, like, at the buzzer with that many fans screaming. And instead of celebrating for even like a quarter of a second that the ball went in, the man gets on defense immediately. Just full court, lockdown D, hands out. I mean, you see all the time the coach reacts where he like, defense, defense, like hands up in the air, play, play. Like the game's not over. Like you expect that from the coach. But right. that shows how well that's coached into the players when the everyone's like, look, the game's not over. We got We have to defend this possession. And we're pretty sure glad they did because oh if there wasn't a guy in his face, Iona inbounds the ball, uh, takes a couple of dribbles and puts up a Hail Mary of a half court shot that hits the rim. It doesn't go in. So Tech wins this game. But it was close. Yeah. Uh, so it was AJ English who who led the game, even though he only had two points in the second half. Uh, but I have in my notes here, if Speedy isn't right in his fucking face, that ball would have gone in. Like, no doubt about it. It was as close as it could have possibly been without going in. So it bounces off the backboard and then, like, aggressively bounces off the top of the rim, like the, the inner top of the rim, like, and bounces out. And, like, if you go watch that video that we just played the clip from, the third angle is, like, from the basket where the ball almost goes in. And you can see the ref walking by the basket. And the ref just, like, looks down at the camera as he's walking off the court and is just like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, that was – like, the ref is like, holy crap. You know, like, 
that tells you something, man. Ugh. Yeah, what a game. Yeah, I mean, really, what else can you say is what a game. Yeah. Woo. I feel like I just want to listen to that that crowd noise again. Can you cue that up again, Nathan, or is that too much to ask? Let's play that again <laughs> really quickly. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Hamilton has it, pulls up, 15-footer, in and out, no good, follow, speedy, good, with two seconds left, out four, here's English, long shot, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh Just my goodness. Nitz good. going, oh my gosh, like there's nothing else he can say in that moment. <sighs> Nitz is an extraordinary broadcaster, but he's failing to find the words to explain how incredible that moment is. God, if I had been listening to that on the radio, I would have been so mad, because I would have been like, what happened? <laughs> like you can't just say oh my god (laughs) you know i could have pieced it together from the context clues but uh from the crowd going going nuts and not going uh and dying simultaneously but oh man yeah i i saw some crazy things in the tech in my day some buzzer beaters um you know some great overtime there's a you know triple overtime raheem appleby buzzer beater that is the greatest thing that i've seen i think in person in the tech but that would have topped it by a factor of 10 i think so oh man i'm just so mad that i had to be born in 1991 and not 1992 could have been hanging out with me evan could have been cool (laughs) so that wraps up i guess this this game rewatch uh i know we got someone on twitter who who made a comment about the game what'd they say evan yeah, so Sean Fox, um, who who is on the radio in Shreveport, I believe, said that you know this this has got to be the best game in the history of the tack. And uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have thoughts about that. I I've seen a very tiny sliver of the tack's history, um, so I don't know. There might have been some bigger Lady Texters games back in the '80s and '90s, or maybe some bigger games with like Carl Malone maybe on the floor. I'm not sure, but uh, as far as I'm aware, I, I can't disagree with that. Well, it's tough, too, because you don't play many postseason games on your home court. Like when you no. think about the Carl Malone performances that are that are huge, you think about NCAA tournament games. You think about yeah. those kinds of things or maybe like playing a tough opponent on the road, like when right. Tech against Oklahoma in this 2014 year. Like there's not often you get a game in the Tech that that's that big of a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I having only watched tech basketball since 2012, can't really speak to the history of the tech, but I can't think of anything that would have been bigger. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so, so what, what it, watching this game, what kind of surprised you guys the most, like watching it back for the first time in a while? Just how close it was the entire time, really. Like, I, I just don't have any memories of like when I was there for like how tight the game was the entire way, you know? I kind of figured it was one of those games that got real close in the end because someone, you know, had a huge comeback. But no, it was neck and neck the whole hour. Yeah, for me, it was just how exhausting it was. <laughs> like When you're in the crowd, you're feeding off of it. But I'm sure I had a really good sleep that night because just watching it back on, on YouTube, on TV was just like, I get we didn't have the commercial breaks to catch a breath or drink water or whatever, but like there was so much going on the entire game it never let up for a second like josh said it was close the entire way but these teams were playing their speed up quick basketball the entire way as well which yeah. only that feeling of exhaustion Ooh, and- man one of the iona players played a full 38 minutes as well oh wow that's that's tiring lot. in a game like that for sure of a 40 minute basketball game he played 38 minutes wow yeah i think i think for me there were two things that kind of stood out to me on what was my first watch of this game as a whole the first one is like i said i i kind of completely forgot about chris anderson the dude had a double double in this game he had 10 rebounds five offensive boards and uh and 13 points i mean Jeez, that's that's crazy. Um, another senior, Jerron Johnson, had five, 15 points and five rebounds. So, I mean, these are seniors that, again, I had I had forgotten about based on the trio of players that I remember, and obviously Alex Hamilton, and you know, I remember Keon McNeil. But those guys, I guess, kind of flew under the radar for me personally, and ended up almost being the difference in this game. And uh, a- another big surprise for me was that Raheem Appleby was a complete non-factor in this game uh he had two points and two rebounds and only played 13 minutes so 
uh, his this was his junior season and it wasn't his best season. I think it was his worst statistically. And I think he dealt with injuries, if I'm remembering correctly. But um, I was just expecting a little bit more from him, I guess, personally. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, all in all, I mean, Tech dominated the offensive board 17 to eight in the game and had six players in double figures. Uh, Speedy, Michael Kaiser, Chris Anderson, Keon McNeil, Alex Hamilton, and Jerron Johnson. So just a great like overall team performance, um, in part yeah. led by those seniors that that weren't the main storyline of this team, I guess. Yeah, no one huge dominant showing from any individual tech players, but it was, you know, good team basketball. And that might be why like this team is the one I think of when I think of like Mike White tech basketball like this is that team yeah this is that team that sticks out in my mind it's funny too because this game you were saying like no one really stood out on tech like they all played well but no one really took that this is the player of the game kind of title ken palm gives the mvp which they assigned to every game they gave it to an iona player give it to david laurie who, who didn't huh, even start who didn't start he was six from six for 12 from two and hit nine of 10 free throw shots which is maybe that's why but there's not a lot here to tell me that this guy really deserves it. But really, you would you can make a case for any of Tech starters really to get it, and several of Iona's players as well. There wasn't a this game is owned by this one person at all. Right. Yeah. And so after this game, obviously this was an NIT game, so Tech uh, lived to play another day. They they went to Georgia, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember that game at all. But I do. Yeah. It I started do. with Tech like. I mean, just wiping the floor with Georgia. Like they were up 22 to six. They were up 41 to 20, 41 to 18, like just completely crapping all over them. And then of course, at the end of the game, it got to the point where with one minute left, Tech's only up by six. And I'm like, are we really about to lose the game? We (laughs) were winning by like 25 points or whatever. Uh, But ultimately they held on to win, but yeah, it, right. it was 79 to 71. Yeah. And then Tech got to go play um, the in the I guess that would be the quarterfinals. Tech played at Florida State and ultimately couldn't get the job done and fell 78 to 75 in a little That's bit of a re- of. revenge spot for uh, for Florida State because they had uh, Tech had beaten them the year before in the NIT. Yeah, and that was the last game that would have taken place before the NIT Final Four. I'm not sure if that's what they call yeah. it, but those last four games are played in New York City. I wanted like, to go to New York tournament. so bad. Yeah, there was talk the band may go if the team made it, so we were a little upset. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Sorry I'm not contributing a lot to this part right here because I've been scrolling through Twitter trying to find a tweet of the week. I was going to say, we can, I can vamp for a while and talk about how absolutely nuts Hoop Troop was <laughs> and how my voice was just shot for the next couple of days after this game and i'm pretty sure i took that good old bogo canes coupon i got got me like a caniac and just passed out in my apartment (laughs) yeah so i finally found a tweet of the week and um i'm scared please hold me because this week's tweet of the week goes to the daily dragon f5 daily dragon who has a thread of different conference usa football coaches but using face app made (sighs) gave them female faces and (laughs) some of them are better than others the skip holtz one is going to haunt my nightmares (laughs) oh yeah it's female skip holtz can't hurt you he isn't real (laughs) Uh, i mean some of these are like i don't know what this coach really looks like so to me it's like okay i mean that just looks like a person like there's nothing wrong with that but yeah lady holtz does not look it first of all it's that picture where where skip is like making a goofy like grimace I don't know how to describe it, but he's like looking to the side, winking and like going like, you know, <laughs> Oh God! if there was a sound that he was making, I, I imagine it being. <laughs> I, I need more context of this original photo. Have you not seen yeah. the original photo? I've seen it. I'm just trying to know like, what, yeah, I've definitely what used it in from? some of our, some of our stuff before, but yeah. So that's, ooh, uh, that's uh, this week's tweet of the week. Well, that gets tweet of the week. One thing also that kind of trended on Kusa Twitter this week was Charlotte's new bold rush instead of gold rush. Get it. Their new logo and helmet that some people really liked. Some people really mocked and we were of the latter. Okay. I have not seen this. Let me see. What? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, a pickaxe. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was a plane. I thought I thought that yeah, was like it, a compass. So they so they made a big old block C, but it's just like a it's just like a white block basically. That space is not that's not enough space. That, then there's a silhouette of a pickaxe. 
but like, big G like Nathan said, it's it, it's like, is it an airplane? Like, is this? Are they going for like the Charlotte Airport or Charlotte High Flyers? Like, uh, it's just and and as Josh just said, it the pickaxe just doesn't take out enough of the C to like make it actually look like a C. So it just kind of looks like a block of light like a with block the, or like a, the the way it looks like a G. The way you kind of follow the pickaxe. I, I don't, I don't know I what's get it. going it's on. It's like here. the the 49ers and their 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 miners, I guess. I I don't know. I just I that was like their old logo wasn't great, okay? If we're being honest, it kind of looked bad, but it was dated. It needed yeah, a refresh. It looked like early 2000s or or like something that a Sunbelt team would have as their logo or something like that, you know? Uh but um this new one is just ooh. And Nathan, I think you made the uh the LA Rams comparison which made me laugh as well so yeah yeah it it was again i don't i don't hate the new logo but i would not be happy about it if i was a charlotte fan yeah i i hate it unequivocally it's it's bad it's a bad logo i don't hate the idea of doing the pickaxe to make the csc to me that's interesting and it using negative space there kind of makes it an, an interesting looking logo when you can keep it simple and do that but i just don't like the execution I, it doesn't look like a c when you really look at it and the pickaxe doesn't look like a pickaxe and you're zero for two at that point right hashtag bold rush hashtag charlotte charlotte it like a g <laughs> <laughs> right, we gotta get that trending now hashtag jarlet or garlet i don't know how you pronounce your jesus <laughs> you guys got it uh, what are you saying because it looks like a jar no because it looks like a g it looks like that negative space uh, like it doesn't look like a c okay like okay it brings i thought like you said jarlet because it looks like a like a mason jar or something which is also hilarious <laughs> to me for some reason what do your mason jars look like i don't know that apparently <laughs> Hashtag garlet. <laughs> Hashtag garlet. Well, that about wraps it up. <laughs> Go tech. Please don't garlet podcast. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E or head to our blog where we and periodically, I guess, post stuff up. That's at dtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. Ooh, <laughs> I'm a sad Iona player. Well, <laughs> My voice just cracked. That was weird. You know that's staying in. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I won't even say my name again. I don't deserve to. (laughs) And go tech. Please don't die. Please. We all know Daniel and I were students at the time at Tech. We were pretty hype about going um, because we knew that it was going to be covered by ESPN 1, 2, or ESPN The Ocho. There was kind of like a little build up to it. I mean, I sure I sure as hell didn't know what was going to happen or what would happen. Uh, I don't think anyone can plan for that. But we got there and uh, we were standing the whole time it was like a real it felt like larger than life because the crowd was buzzed uh, the energy was electric and the energy was so much so that a friend of mine uh, shelby maddox uh, got so excited during the harlem shake break that he dislocated his kneecap and the athletic trainer for tech iona had to come over and push his kneecap back into place <laughs> i remember that yeah i remember that because i saw him dancing and then i just saw him fall over like a sack of potatoes <laughs> but anyway daniel and i uh, got there the game was unfolding it was neck and neck the whole way through and then it got down to the end and i mean we all know what happened you guys covered it and what's crazy is like the shot happened i don't remember seeing it but i remember daniel was to my left and i just like we hugged not unironically for the first time in our lives like we've always been friends and we'd always hug ironically just to be whatever you want to call it but i remember really embracing him with like pure joy uh, and it felt weird but it felt right We've since hugged unironically several other times, mostly at mostly at special events like my wedding. But jumping up and down, everyone's going crazy. Uh, we're leaving the tack. Everyone's buzzing. You get in the car, everyone's honking their horns. And I was like, Daniel, let's put on Little B like a Martian and just blast it. And 
he would always never let me do that. And he let me do it then in his 1999 Toyota Camry, which had stock speakers that sounded like a spoon tapping a tea kettle whenever a cymbal would play. Uh, and so it was like the worst sounding system for a rap song to play ever. But uh, it was a great time. Uh, it's something I'll never forget. Right, well, let me close with this. Besides Iona losing that night, a funny little side story here that I can close on is... I had gone to the tech earlier that year. There was like a, there was always like a free pizza night or whatever. And uh, so we had gone mostly for the free pizza, which <laughs> is really stupid, but really delicious. Daniel and I had gone to the, uh, the tech for a game and we were out in the concourse and we were walking towards the exit and a kid, he was probably three or four years old, was running the wrong way in the flow of foot traffic and ran right into my knee and I kneed him in the face and he splat on the ground like a, like a pancake and was like screaming hysterically. I felt so bad. I remember picking him up and so bad about it. And beyond Iona being my favorite moment in the tech, Iona is still the most memorable. But the second most memorable thing that ever happened was me kneeing a young child in the face. <laughs>